Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Somehow I don't think uh, Hart was talking about Kent Nielsen. Magic Man, what an opening to that song. What a voice, by the way. Like, you know, for uh, a band headed up, uh, lead vocals, big time, big time power. Love it. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer to 630 Chad Studios, along with Brendan Escott. Edmonton Oilers returning to the uh, ice day practice uh, just got underway. Split squad. They got the uh, forwards in the main ice. And the D are over in the downtown community arena. The Oilers coming off a 3-1 loss last night. It was a one-goal game. And uh, the LA Kings and Todd McClellan uh, comes back into Edmonton. And they played her tight. Uh, Four-checked when the Oilers were a tad scrambly. And they could box Edmonton in the uh, Kings offensive zone and then sat back and allowed the Oilers to, you know, stationary break up the puck and uh, come up the ice and basically played, you know, a 1 1 3 or a 1 4, depending upon how you saw it. And uh, the Oilers, for the first two periods, kind of wanted to carry the puck through five men to, to get to the net. And the end result isn't what, what anybody was looking for. Uh, somehow, I don't think that'll just be the sole focus of what we discuss on today's edition of Oilers Now. Brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. On today's show, uh, a full audio recap and some thoughts on last night's game. And then I, I want to get to an aspect of what occurred during last night's game. And I know Brendan on Monday's show, as the uh, team was on the five-hour-plus flight back from uh, uh, Florida, uh, you did a cheers and jeers segment in terms of interacting with the, the callers and, and, and the texters to the show. And you can uh, call in on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Ring in the river, uh, the New Year at the River Cree with Trooper December 30th and Big Sugar December the 31st. Tickets and more information available at rivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Brendan, you were in the building last night. Um, we saw what happened in the second period with Alex Edler. 
who's had a history, knocked Zach Hyman out of the Maple Leafs lineup at one point for two months. He has low-bridged a lot of guys. And back in the days, uh, you know, in the 80s, before you were born, Brendan, the Oilers had a guy named Craig Muni, and and he was a cold-blooded, brutal assassin. Like, he really knew how to kneecap guys, okay? Um, the thing about when you did that back then is usually you got jumped and pumped. Uh, Brian Marchment was a, a notorious uh, low-bridge artist, he would fight, and he was quite good at it. And he was one of those guys that had uh, Mush was a, a thick guy, and he would like he fought Ty Domi multiple times in his NHL career, and you know wiped out Mike Medano one year in the playoffs when he was in, when Mush was in San Jose and Medano's with the Dallas Stars. Like he could do that to you. Uh, Edler has played in a time in which the game has changed, and we're gonna get some thoughts from you, the listeners and the texters, to the show. On the McDavid sequence, it, it engaged Edmonton. Uh, McDavid and Leon Dreisettle, the Oilers' two best players, two of the, argue, well, there's no question, two of the five best players in the world, but, you know, they kind of have to take matters into their own hands. And I'm wondering, and again, we will open up the, we're going to circle back to this at 1235 and open up the phone lines, but from your perspective, Brendan, and I, am I just, you know, you know, a guy that was spoiled growing up in the 1980s when there were lots of goals and, frankly, lots of fights, and there were certain unwritten rules. Like, one of the rules was you didn't stick your knee out on Wayne Gretzky because if you did that, you know, Dave Semenko was going to get you, or Kevin McClellan was going to get you, or Marty McSorley was going to get you, Don Jackson was going to get you, Mark Messier. You might not see it coming with Mark because he usually landed the first punch and you were in trouble. Like, that's the guy, if he fought more, would have been a top five fighter in the league because he could hurt you, um, and it's it's a is it just simply a different time, or and I'd like to and again you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, or are the Oilers missing something here? Because for me, when I'm sitting there watching you know guys playing under ten minutes a game on the fourth line, I'm thinking to myself, why not have? It doesn't even have to be a one-dimensional tough guy. It can be a, a, an energy forward that skates, that bangs, that knows part of his job is to, all right, fine, you want to do that? You want to do that to McDavid? I'm going to go and run Drew Doughty, and then I'm going to take him off the ice. If, you know, if that's how you, if that's how you want to play it. Because Edler's done it repeatedly in his career at the Canucks. Darnell Nurse waded in. The other thing that happened is they had John McIsaac officiating the game last night, and my experience with John... I might think he's bigger than the star players. Okay, that's my own personal perception. Losers lament to compare, complain about the officiating. The Kings were good last night. They they locked it down. Uh, but I, I do you still have to kind of protect your own team is what I'm saying here. And I brought up a guy last night in the panel, like the Flyers. The Flyers were soft. John Tortorella comes in. They signed maybe in Nick Delorier, the most effective fourth-line player in the league. The guy's an exceptional technical fighter, but he can also kill penalties. They already had Zach McEwen. They had Hayden Hodson in the minors. And, oh, by the way, they have Nick Seeler. So earlier this year, Zach McEwen was on waivers. I mean, if we're going to have Dylan Holloway playing six minutes a game here, why not have a, go get a guy like, you know, if he can make the money work, I realize you're – here's the thing. You don't have a Vander Kane. That's the other part of the process here. You don't have Kane for the next three or four months. He brought some of that to the top six. Brendan, I, I – I, I sort of pregnant paused you there in the air. 
Go for it. Am I am I an old school oh, old man yelling at cloud? Don't you understand the new age game, Bob? It's all about analytics and you know shot suppression and geez, uh, the Oilers have got some ugly shot metrics and the Corsi and Fenwick. Or do you still need a little bit of blood and guts? You tell me. Well, what I don't like seeing is McDavid in the penalty box twice for taking stick infractions that were very obviously for, for defending himself, right? Like, he, he didn't feel that the referee did an adequate job defending him in this situation. And uh, that's sort of what the, the league has has directed itself towards, is policing itself, you know, that way. Not with enforcers on the ice. Now, Darnell Nurse did step in and he did try to sort of answer for that and was immediately mauled by the linesman. He wasn't even really given a chance to uh, to rough up Alex Edler and, and sort of gain retribution that way, nor was he ultimately handed a five-minute penalty call. But here we go again with the, the you don't want your top defense player being the one to take that on when there is plenty of room in the bottom six of this roster for somebody who doesn't even have to dress every single game. But when you're going to play a team like Los Angeles and you need a little more functional toughness, then you can splash them in for 12 or 15 minutes and have that presence. Brendan, um, the Colorado Avalanche made a very subtle move. Should we open up the phone lines early here? Seven eight zero four nine. People want to jump on already and get after it here. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six. The uh, the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. The Colorado Avalanche. The Colorado Avalanche went out and picked up Curtis McDermott. L.A. exposed him uh, in the expansion draft. Seattle got him, and they traded him to the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, Curtis McDermott, he's currently out with an injury. He has been indiscriminate in who he's gone after. Like when guys have cheap-shotted Nathan McKinnon or taken a run at uh, Kale McCarr, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be a guy that actually fights. He's gone right over and dr- now. Colorado's got a real good team. They got a real deep team. They can take care of business, and they've got some. And hey, Nate McKinnon's a bull, but there has been some nasty stuff. So let's you know. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna depart from how we normally do the show. Um, Again, the top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. The Oilers are now at an 87-point pace. That's not going to cut it. They're going to need to get better here. They played a tough schedule, but they're getting bounced around a bit. All right, uh, we are going to open up the phone lines right away on the uh, River Creek Resort Casino hotline. You want to talk? We're going to go, and we're going to drop the puck. Uh, Brendan, can you hit Blake on line number one, please? Yeah, let's go Blake here. Okay. Blake, you're on Oilers now. What do you think? Hey, Bob. How are you, buddy? Good. That's good. Uh, huge Oilers fan, and I uh, I agree with everything you're saying about the tough guy and stuff. Yes, the, the league has changed, but I think there's still a need for that. Yep. However, last night, I I didn't see that hit as bad as the way you saw it and others did. To me, it didn't. he didn't, didn't look intentional. <clears throat> what happened was the other guy pushed him into Edlers the way I saw it. If you watch, I watched it. 20 times over, and it didn't look like a, you know, a blatant try to injure anything. I don't, I didn't take it as bad as everybody's thinking it was. Okay, Blake, we appreciate your comments. Thanks for calling us. Thank you, sir. You bet. 780-496-0063. That opens up a phone line. We are going to go to Daniel on line number two. Daniel, you're in orders now. What do you think? Well, Bob, I've been listening to you since day one. And I've always appreciated your comments. I really appreciated what you said last night between periods. That being said, 
you know, I, I've been around long enough to know how many star players have spoken up and said how much they appreciated having that presence on the bench for when things like last night take place. And I, for one, am so wishing that Mr. Holland would go out and get somebody who can be inserted in the lineup when required, but can answer and take care of business when it needs to be taken care of. Because if we lose McDavid to a cheap shot, to a recital, you know, I, I mean, these sort of star players, then everybody runs around crying, going, well, 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 well we should have done something. And the Oilers don't have anybody. We need somebody, and I don't understand it, and I hope they go out and find somebody that can answer the bell when it's required. I'm not looking for a return to, you know, 300 penalty minutes a game. That's not what the game's about anymore. But it's obvious it is still required, and I know for sure, as do you, the star players feel the same way. Thanks a lot, Daniel. 780-496-0063. Let's drop the puck with David on line number three. Uh, we're going to go to David. David, how are you? Oh, sorry, Brendan. Can you hit David on three there? Thank you very much. Hey, David. Hey, how are you, Bob? Good. Um, a couple things. Uh, the thing about McDavid, I understand, yes. Yes, I agree 100 with you 100% that we need some more grit in our lineup. Um, the second thing is, I've said this all last year, and I believe I've touched on it a couple times again this year, and you, you've actually acknowledged it. The fact that I, I'm going to go and rattle a lot of feathers here. Bouchard is not the answer on our on our top two defensive pairings here. The man cannot get a shot past the first defender, let alone recover. Yeah, he's look. He's in he's in a funk offensively. He's not, and it's funny because the solution for him is to play with greater urge, urge, uh, urgency and competitiveness on defense, and then I think the offense will come. But I think Evan's a younger guy, and he sees the lack of offensive productivity in a contract year as a source of frustration. And uh, it's, it's funny. I was I was talking to. I won't say who, but I was talking to a guy who played over a thousand games in the NHL, and he was not an offensive player. But we talked about, you know, the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Jeff George had as strong as arm as anybody. Matthew Reed, who played in the CFL uh, for the Stamps, had a had a big time arm, but they didn't have quick releases. Dan Marino had a quick release. The quarterbacks with the quickest releases are the successful ones. You watch Brett Hall. He didn't have the hardest shot. He had a quick release. And what's happening right now with Evan is he's overthinking it when he's on the point. He would be more effective if he just quickly got the puck off instead of winding up and blasting and ending up being the shin pad assassin. And that's where he's at right now. So duly noted. Thanks for the call. No worries. Thanks, Bob. 780-496-0063, full board. Let's go to Mark. Uh, check that Mike on line four. Mike, how you doing? Hey, Bob, how are you? Good. Listen, um, I, I know the McDavid thing. Uh, I completely agree we need a little bit more protection, but what I'm concerned about is the fact that others are 1-7 against backup goalies. Do you think that's a scouting report for teams? Let's throw our backup goalie in, and then we're going to beat the Oilers? Like, how is that possible that they're 1-7 this huh. year against backups? I didn't even know that, so kudos for you. I seriously did not know that stat. The um, only, only goalie that they've lost to, um, it, the 1-7 is Jordan Binnington. <clears throat> Other than that, every game we've lost. Jordan Binnington's the number one goalie in St. Louis. That's the only win we have in my 1-7. Um, no, but you said they're 1-7 the against backup. backup goalies. Binnington, Binnington's the starter in St. Louis. 
No, he, that's the only win they have is the Binnington win out of the one and seven I'm in. So the one win is Jordan Binnington. The other seven are okay, I'm a little, uh, back up. Anyhow, um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that's happened is they faced a couple right-handed catching goaltenders. I think that does – I don't think they shoot enough early in games. <laughs> like, that's just the nature of the team. That, you know, you're sitting there with McDavid and Dreisaitl. They literally can pass the puck in the net, but there's some other guys that need to simplify their game and put pucks on goal early and use goaltenders' pads as as basically passes to direct traffic and pucks to the net and get greasy around the goal. It, that is, I was unaware that that's a stat. It's a concerning statistic. So uh, good for you for pointing it out. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Bobby. I got, yeah, I got a full board. We're going to go to Big Bad Joe on line five. Big Bad Joe, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing fine, Bob. How about you? Good. How's Holland going to do in the World Cup? Is he going to bring the cup home? <laughs> Remember I told you, if we win the World Cup, I'm going to take you and your family out for dinner. Well, I just remember when they I remember when they played uh, Germany in Italy in 1990. Things got a little bit of heated on the pitch, as you recall. There were some guys horking on each other and that sort of stuff. It was nasty business. All right, what do you got, Big Bad Joe? Well, so listen, I found if I would have been a referee, I would have given uh, Edler a major uh, two, two, five major game misconduct, and it would suspend them for ten games because. He stuck his leg out. But, you know, the problem is, Bob, though, remember, you know, that instigator rule. People are really hesitant to step in because then you put your team down. I think, when, you know, the players all have to say, come on, we want that instigator rule out. Okay. So you can't pro- so can protect your top players. Well, it's funny. I remember when Rob Dom, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, wanted fighting back in university hockey, and Bob McCowan went after him and was crazy. You know, you're an idiot for thinking that way. And he's like, no, I want the players policing themselves out there because the yeah. stint work is off the charts right now. And you know what? It's not like that anymore. Like 25 years later, like this was back in like 03, 04, and the Bears were... You know, they're, they're ranked number two right now, but they were like number one for four straight years. And what would happen is they'd get up six or seven, one in the third period on teams like UBC and Manitoba that never had any discipline, and they'd get the, the, the crap slashed out of them as, because there's no – the players couldn't police themselves. So interesting thought on instigator. It's never going to happen. I'm going to tell you that right now. No chance. Yeah, I know. I, I know that, Bob, though. Murray, I remember, you know, back in the day with Papa Murray and he had Chino Ocek on his side. Yes. Man, you, the people just – the players just took a look at Murray and he was flat on the ice, though. It's a little bit – and that's the thing. Like, am I dra- – like – you know, are, are things like analytics and, and Corsi and Fenwick more important than having a little bit of, you know, you know what, and vinegar in your lineup? Hey, thanks for the call, Big Bad Joe. It is 1224 in Edmonton. Uh, we're sort of, we're going to continue going open line. We're going to take a quick timeout. You're listening to Oilers now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
All right, welcome back, everybody. Just a reminder, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and the Edmonton Oilers will have a public autograph signing tonight at West Edmonton Mall. Full event details can be found at WEM, that's wem.ca backslash Oilers. Full board, lots of people uh, wanting to jump aboard. 780-496-0063. We're going to basically do open line and texting for the first hour of the show. Things got heated last night. Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl emotionally engaged, uh, having to take matters literally into their own hands. Do you still need a bit of uh, pugnaciousness in the lineup, or am I an old-school guy that just doesn't get the game anymore? Brendan, where do you want me to go here? Let's go to Taylor here on line six. All right, Taylor, you're up. Uh, how you doing, Taylor? What do you got for us? Not too bad. Yourself, Bob? Good. Uh, I'm just getting real tired of watching this team with no team toughness. It shouldn't be McDavid and Dreisaitl having to handle their own stuff. Like, this has been years now. And I'm not talking team toughness that you got to go beat the you know what out of someone out there, but just getting pucks deep, being hard on the forecheck, being hard on your own end. But to have Darnell Nurse be the only one to step up last night, it just I don't, this team's been lacking it for a while. You've been you've been saying it for a while now too. But like a guy like Luke Shen out of Vancouver, he's he'll go anyone plays a tough game in his own zone. Or a guy like Zach McEwen, if you want to forward on. Yeah, that's the guy I mentioned last night was McEwen. Only because of the Philly bench. Like, they've got Delorier, they got Sealer. Sealer's one of the most underrated fighters in the league on defense. Yeah. And McEwen was on waivers. And they got Hayden Hodson in the minors. So, like, you know, I, I'm with you. Like, I just. They've got too many guys in the bottom six that are kind of dimensionless. And you got to bring yeah. something. You know what I'm saying, if Taylor? If you're not if you're not going to be producing points, being hard on the forecheck, like at least get someone in here that can be an energy boost for this team, being hard on the forecheck. Right. Good stuff, Taylor. Thanks for the call. Right. Uh, yep. We've got Derek, Doug, Jay, Kim, and Norm holding. Stick with us. We'll get you after a global news weather traffic update with Christina Drapeau.